You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, run brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. It's time for the Buff Show. One hundred year. Look, here's the lives. It's just. It's. I mean, you think about it. And no idea what you said, Joe, but we understand the Buff Show. Deeply held by. Uh, by President, stop moving that, 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 that uh, you know, uh, call. Well, that's a teleprompter, Joe. We'll take it from here. Let's go end it. Joe Brandon, I agree. And here's your host, Matt Buff. Welcome to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you rolling along with us here. Check out thebuffshow.com for past interviews, shows, and more. Links to our great sponsors, also Roku TV, the Patriot Podcast Network, the Answer Orlando app, check us out there, and uh, join the Answer Seekers Club. Very cool stuff there. Great to have you, and what a week it was. My goodness, what's going to happen next? A raid, and then the media says, don't say raid, don't say raid, don't say recession, don't say raid, don't say recession, don't say anything with an R like Republican raid, recession, red, don't say anything with the letter R. This segment's brought to you by the letter R. Actually, this segment's brought to you by My Pillow, where you can get the new My Coffee, best coffee in the world, and you need that My Coffee so you can have a great day. Because the My Coffee will help us wake up America. (laughs) We got to wake up America. Enter promo code BUFF for 66% off on most items. The slippers, the pillows, the bed sheets, all the great stuff from Mike Lindell. You're supporting a great company. Use promo code BUFF, B-U-F-F, and get a good percentage off, a better night's sleep, and get the My Coffee and wake up America. The craziness from the week. We're going to get into the raid. Are going to uh, ultimately say to the American people, there's no reason why you have to pay four or five dollars a gallon for gasoline. Oh, them Senator Ed Markey said there's no reason to pay four or five dollars for gasoline. Great. That means you're opening up drilling again. You're opening up the Anwar province again. Uh, uh, You're going to open up uh, leases where you're going to roll back some of the red tape. Is that what you're going to do, Senator Democratic Senator Ed Markey? Boy, these Democrats have lost their mind. Is that what you're going to do? When you can have an all electric vehicle that averages 75 cents uh, for your payments. Uh, for your all-electric vehicle to be able to move you anywhere you want uh, in our state or in our country. Yeah, in our state or in our country, you can move around for 75 cents a trip, I guess, and you can plug into an EV station that uses fossil fuels to power itself, and if everybody all of a sudden got an electric vehicle, then the whole grid would shut down. But first of all, nobody can afford an electric vehicle in America because your inflation is a tax hike on every single American. I knew it. The price of gas went down a bit because demand went down a little bit. People are starting to find alternative ways like buses and things to get around. Gas just got to be too expensive for some Americans. But you need to bring those prices lower again, and you can do it by opening up energy in America. I know you're looking at, on the screen, you're looking at A.G. Garland. We're going to rip into him in a second. But in America, we want to be able to live and not pay for everything through the nose. It makes it very hard on families. 
with kids that are going back to school. They, uh, I mean, there's a cost to driving around and picking up several kids to school and practice and everything. Well, that's here if you live in Florida in the free state and you lock down, there's still some lockdown areas, which is unreal. Mask mandates and a bunch of nonsense going on. But the left is like, our solution to high gas prices, the, the problem that we created is for you to buy an electric vehicle and burn up all that electricity around town and use the fossil fuels and the zinc for the batteries and just really put the grid on, put the grid out of control, out of commission, put that grid out of there. No recession talk, no red talk, no Republican talk. And no raid talk, right? No raid. It wasn't a raid. It was a search. Here's the simple truth. If there was an emergency, like nuclear codes, like they're talking, Trump's going to sneak into the White House and set off a nuclear launch. Yeah, right. Planting evidence much? If it's such an emergency, you wouldn't have sat on it. And usually, I watch a lot of Dateline, right? They do searches of houses after somebody's committed a crime. This is a search for a crime, a witch hunt for a crime like they're doing up in New York. They did right here in our state of Florida. And a very smart uh, uh, judge here in Florida said, you have X amount of days to produce this warrant for the public. And if it was so good and damaging to Trump, why'd you hold on to it for so long? Garland, you signed off on it. Why don't you say this is what we're doing? It's a high-profile case. Here's what he did to break the law. In this clip you're about to see, he didn't mention anything about Trump breaking a law. Nothing's been charged. He's not been charged with anything because there's nothing to charge him with, but he's not been charged with anything. This was a search and destroy. This was a fishing expedition because those nuclear codes might have been in Melania Trump's closet. They might have been in, in her dresses. And one of her pants pockets or one of her pockets, that's that's where those nuclear codes might have been. A simple ask has been been sufficient enough. They wanted some stuff. I mean, I don't see them raiding Chicago, raiding Hillary, raiding the Clintons, raiding the Bushes. I don't see them raiding anybody's house because the president's allowed to declassify stuff and they bring stuff they bring stuff in. In fact, the DOJ um, or the, the archives department said, hey, can you just throw a couple locks on there? And thank you for being and for cooperating. And then that wasn't good enough. They told Trump, thanks for cooperating. That wasn't good enough. And they said, we got to come after this guy and take him down. Now, listen to the nonsense from Garland. There are, however, certain points I want you to know. First, I personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant. You, my friend, need to be impeached the second after Inauguration Day with the new House and Congress. And then charges need to be brought up for destroying somebody's civil liberties and personal privacy rights. So you approved it? You're guilty. But what did you approve? What was the crime? In this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Not true. You guys would never do this to a Democrat. You only do this to Republican. January 6ers locked up without due process. Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate raided by dozens of FBI agents carrying guns and going through Melania Trump's closet and busting open a safe. 
And uh, you've done the same thing to Paul Manafort, a year in solitaire. He's going to be on the show next week. Get ready for that. And uh, so much more. Roger Stone, the CNN raid. We can go on the list, but you can't name one Democrat that has this kind of scrutiny from a Justice Department that says it's not blind, but cur- or that doesn't see that is blind. They say they're blind. Our, our Justice Department is blind. We go out there wherever the facts take us in a crime. Only if you're one of the forbidden letters of R, and that's Republican. Now, another decision. Why you have to pay four or five. Yeah, Beto is back in action. And I tell you what, Merrick Garland, he goes on to say, and, and you know the term I hate the most, and he, I hate when anybody says it. Anybody says it. I hate it when anybody says it. No one is above the law. Oh, no one is above the law. I hate when anyone says that. Dana Perino, Merrick Garland, any of them. I hate when they say that because it's not true. Democrats are above the law. This show is brought to you by the letter R. Republicans are not above the law, especially if you have a C before that R, a conservative Republican. They will witch hunt you down into nothing. And this witch hunt, if you total up the witch hunt since 2015 against one President Donald J. Trump, it is remarkable how history will show that no president was ever held under this much scrutiny and attacks based on false information. And yet Hillary Clinton's walking around, look at me. And then Biden jumps on a plane. And this was a big middle finger to you Americans that the IRS, the uh, IRS agents that are about to rain down upon you with a license to kill, by the way, if you're not, if you don't cooperate, what they're, What they're telling you is, check it out, Hunter Biden, who actually did everything wrong, he's going on a beach vacation with Pops, and we're going to show this a few minutes after the raid. Oh, no, this is brought to you by the letter R. Don't say raid. We're going to jet set Hunter Biden for the cameras to see and let you know that we are Democrats and we get away with it. We get away with all of this. What did Beto, another perennial loser, what did Beto O'Rourke have to say? There's another decision for us to make. It is the Second Amendment absolute, or are there some restrictions on it? Is, is any constitutionally protected right absolute, or are there some restrictions? What are we? What? That's why I wanted to play you that clip. I wanted to play you Beto O'Rourke right there at the end of this segment because to show you something, they want to disarm you. They want to be able to come into your home and get and take whatever they want and then maybe plant something or just say they were looking for something. If they were really looking for something at Trump's, they would have went in for that one thing. Nuclear weapons information. Give me a freaking break. Trump's going to break into the White House and launch some nukes. No. What they want to do is take away your Second Amendment rights. And Beto just said right there, is it absolute or is there some questions to it? Are there some questions to it? No. What part of thou shalt not infringe do you not understand? They want to take away your ability to defend yourself. That way they can do whatever they want to you. Whatever they want without repercussions. 
The Second Amendment is the only thing that stopped America from falling and becoming a tyrannical third world banana republic. It's true. The Second Amendment is the only thing. This has gone beyond banana republic. They want to take away your rights. And if you dare say anything about the letter R, raid, Republicans, or recession, we will shut you down. We will cancel you. And we will take your house per one of our new agents from the IRS who are trained to kill. We'll be back on The Buff Show. You stay with us. Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game, and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs, and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you with us. And we have a special guest on uh, to talk about his book and other things, Frank Buckley, F.H. Buckley, Foundation Professor at George Mason University, Scalia Law School. Um, he sounded the law, uh, the alarm uh, months ago against Trump running again. And um, I want everybody to check out his book, Make the Decision for Yourself, Progressive Conservatism, How Republicans Will Be America's, uh, America's Natural Governing Party. Um, Frank, uh, progressive conservatism sounds like an oxymoron. Yeah, it does. And, uh, you know, I like it for that reason. OK, uh, makes you stop and think, well, you know, you think about it for a minute. Number one, the people who call themselves progressive, what exactly is progressive about hating free speech? And what exactly is progressive of you turn politics into a game of race versus race? I mean, that's that's not progressive. That's antediluvian. Okay? I mean, that's primitive. 
Um, plus, number two, progressive conservatism is a well-understood term in the history of the GOP. So, you know, I go back to some of the great heroes of the party, uh, Lincoln, whose policies were really progressive, uh, you know, Homestead Act, land-grant colleges, um, Teddy Roosevelt, who called himself a progressive, and Dwight Eisenhower said the party will be nowhere if it's not progressive. And Trump, for me, was in that vein. Trump basically made a course correction from about 60 years of right-wing politics, right, 1964 to Mitt Romney, uh, you know, which which people, voters, mostly didn't wholly care for. And what Trump did was Trump found the sweet spot, and the sweet spot was socially conservative, anti-woke, okay, but on economics, kind of middle of the road. And I know that because I was part of the campaign in 2016, you know, and 2020. And, and you know, that's kind of mother's milk to me. That just makes a whole lot of sense. I mean... But, you know, really early on, in 2016, I had, uh, I guess, a meal, a dinner with a guy from Coke Industry, Coke Foundation. He was a right winger, uh, libertarian. You know, nice guy. Uh, and he said, you know, I kind of like Trump, but what about entitlements? And I was like, you don't get it. I mean, you know, anti-entitlements is kind of the old party and being concerned about Americans throwing out of a job right, or having their jobs competed away to people in China, you know, that was Trump. And and that was a different message, and it's one that resonated with voters, and it's still the sweet spot. I mean, like you say, I I don't think Trump will really run again. Probably not. But, you know, and I don't think he should. I think it's time to, you know, time to move on. Don't ask me to give up my job. But, you know, run the ages out at a certain but I think Trump is. Okay. I'm sorry, Frank. We're just having some audio difficulties, but what I think you said is you don't think Trump should run again. You don't think you, you don't want him to run again. And you talked about 60 years of failed Republican leadership that did nothing for America. <laughs> I mean, it was well, absolutely that, that a disaster. Milk toast Republicanism is not what we need in this country. The 2020 election was completely stolen and we owe Trump a redo. What do you say to that? Well, uh, you know, there was incredible fraud at the polls in 2020. And we got to do something about our election laws. I mean, we are the, the world's outlier in, all, in checking fraud at the polls. But Attorney General Barr said, you know, even taking that into account, there's no way that Trump won. So, you know, I'll, I'll go with that, uh, you know, more informed voice. Uh, than I have, anyway. So I'll I'll defer to that. Um, as for Trump, well, if you if you're going with Bill Barr, who made Bill Barr made a statement that was incorrect that uh, did not appear to look at any evidence. Two thousand mules hasn't come out yet. Um, he said that on a whim without making any judgment on actual evidence that came out. So I don't. Uh, Trump was not good at picking attorney generals. Uh, We know that for a fact. He listened to the wrong people in 2020 when it came to COVID. And uh, but his economic policies, when we really needed a businessman in America, his economic policies really made a difference for this country. And Americans 
felt yeah. uh, economic freedom that they haven't seen in a long time. I, I agree com completely, but you know, ask yourself this, why is it that the Dems are funding the campaigns of pro-Trump Republicans? Because you know, attacking Trump is about all they have at this point. I was a speechwriter in 2016. I helped shape the campaign themes. In particular, two themes were ones that I really pushed. One was the idea of the American dream, the idea that wherever you are, whoever you're, you know, you where, whoever you are, wherever you come from, you could do well and your kids will have it better than you will. And that's not true, right? We're not a mobile country. We're really a class society, an aristocratic society. We have to do something about that, right? The American dream is, is basic to the American identity. We can't give that away to Denmark, right? So we have to do something about that. And the elite of the country had simply given up on ordinary Americans. They didn't care, right? And only one person really cared about it. The other Republicans were tone deaf on the issue. The one guy who did care, we elected president. The other thing that's a big issue was corruption, right? Drain the swamp. You know, and, you know, look, I, so I wrote this book, Progressive Conservatism. And one thing I wanted people to do was reimagine American history. And instead of thinking of it in terms of what? North versus South, think of it in terms of East versus West. So I'm from the West, right? And people from the West historically have an idea of what America is like, okay? Part of it is anti-corruption. Part of it is the American dream. So the West was like Wyoming, the equality state. So we in the West looked at the East and we said, you're aristocratic, and we don't like that. And we looked at the East and we said, you're corrupt, and we don't like that. And that was 2016. So 2016 was a reversion to historical Republican themes. The Republican Party was born in the West. It's a Western party. It's not a party of coalitions. It's a party that looks for what's good for all Americans. Okay. And we, had, we hadn't made that point. We hadn't argued that. We had been bound by right-wing ideologies. They're fine ideas, but they're not about people, right? So conservatism is about people. It's not about themes or ideas. It's not about something you can put down in a paper in one sentence. It just seems like with the left moving closer to socialism, right-wing policies are actually just constitutional policies. Um, we get called extremists for wanting to protect life in the womb. We get called extremists for, you know, standing up even for traditional marriage. We we just have to have our values in place, and a and a way to get things done. It just seems like at the on when it comes to the left, they hate traditional values in this country. They want us to change, and too many Republicans have become passive, and that's what I liked about Trump with the speech and the way he talked and the way he got things done. It was fighting back. We need that fighting spirit again, just to even stand up for traditional American values that they call extreme. Absolutely right. I mean, the Democratic Party, in my view, seems to have something of a death wish. They're tied to the most extreme elements in their party. They've completely ignored what ordinary Americans want. So like I say, the sweet spot was social conservatism, which is kind of anti-woke and represents those kinds of values. Tied with a, you know, a more generous set of policies with respect to welfare and the like. And, and yeah, look, you're absolutely right. I mean, at, at this point, uh, economic policies are, is really simple. 
stop spending federal money. Okay, like we're funding you know, inflation at this point. We've got this crazy bill, the Joe Manchin bill before Congress, and it's touted as a anti-inflation bill. They're going to spend more money and they call that anti-inflation. Like, how crazy are you? It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, there, you know, that's a big lie, right? And that the assumption is the elites can tell Americans what's right and we're going to pay attention. The only thing is we stop paying attention, right? We figured out where the Washington Post, et cetera, is coming from, and we don't believe any of that anymore. So they have zero credibility, and that's going to make uh, Republicans, I think, the natural government party going to the future to support much capital. capital but, you know, the, the GOP, it's not called the stupid party for nothing. Well, that... That's right. We we lost our way with John McCain and Mitt Romney. Um, we lost our voting block. We lost our we lost our way to energetic Democrats. We did. And the party of John McCain, um, the party of Mitt Romney, was an absolute get nothing done disaster. Even George W. Bush caved when the Democrats took the House and Senate from him. He just became a true lame duck who got nothing done and the country went in the downward spiral and it was just remarkable. We gotta be careful when we look at good candidates and conservative candidates and we gotta look at those guys as the future. We do, I not to a right-wing ideologue, because right-wing ideologue is just simply a constitutional party. I want to get back to a constitutional party and give the power back to the states. That's all I'm saying. And I think President Trump was good at that. You were part of that in 2016. But the media, the witch hunts, and all these sham hearings, it just, they did everything they could to destroy the guy instead of baiting, debating him on the merits of, you know, his policies. Oh. The Trump, okay, there you are. The, the Trump campaign, which I helped with, was wonderful, but it wasn't reflected in the Trump administration because for the first two years, Trump ran against a bunch of right-wingers in Congress led by Paul Ryan. And then you had the craziness and the paranoia of the Russian collusion, which still continues. By the way, uh, you know, on the campaign, I was the most pro-Russian guy there, okay, in terms of wanting to cut a deal. So, you know, and cut you know, the failure to cut a deal at that point is one of the great tragedies in American foreign policy. And we're, you know, we're obviously still paying for it. Okay. Um, and why didn't we do it? Because the Dems for private partisan reasons, they didn't care about America at all, said, we're going to foist these lies uh, on America. And they still do. It's, you know, it hasn't stopped. It's just shameless. But then that's them. Yeah. We will be right back on the Matt Buff Show. Check out thebuffshow.com and you stay with us. Hey, Matt Buff from the Buff Show. I love being in the middle of nowhere with the family. Problem is, I can't get any service out here. I wish there was a better solution. Maybe like a satellite phone or something. Let me head back to the office and check this out. All right, let's check this out. Satellitephonestore.com. Oh, look at this. Very cool. Do I need a satellite phone? Well, it says satellite phones provide voice, SMS, and data services anywhere on the earth. And you don't have to rely on cell phone networks. Very cool. Satellite phones work everywhere when you're outside. 
All right, what's this? Why do I need a satellite terminal? With one of these devices, you can stay in communication without a dedicated satellite phone. Better yet, you can text, call, and depending on the device, use all your favorite smartphone apps too. Hey, what's this bivy stick? The new bivy stick is the smallest and simplest to use radium global satellite communications and tracking device in the world. Wow, the smallest and most simple satellite communication device weighs just 100 grams. About half the weight of your cell phone. Look at this. One to three days delivery. Very cool. Call 941-841-0844. I will do that. 941-841-0844. Visit SatellitePhoneStore.com for special offers. Or you can visit SAT1234.com and mention The Buff Show. 941-841-0844. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hours every day of the week and all day Sunday. $1 off drafts and house wines. $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events. Mondays, it's trivia night. Tomorrow, $7.99 burger and fries. Liam Fitzpatrick's does catering and has a private room for your meetings, luncheons, and parties. Mention the Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com A boring website can make your company look really bad. (sighs) Poor rankings on Google, Yahoo, and Bing means your company does not exist to thousands of monthly searchers. I'm not even on the front page. Come out of hiding with JJC Marketing Solutions and get found to more and more new customers every day. At JJC Marketing Solutions, they offer state-of-the-art website creation, Google SEO, PPC campaigns, and social media marketing that makes your company stand out. No need to go with those national companies that only care about you on the first call. JJC Marketing is located right here in Sanford, and the goal is to help businesses like yours succeed. Get better results. Call 321-765-7710 or visit them at jjcmarketingsolutions.com. I'm somebody now! JJC Marketing Solutions. Welcome back to the Map Buff Show. Let's jump right back in. When you look at the Biden administration, did you anticipate that he would be this far to the left? No, I didn't. Teleprompter? Uh, I didn't expect anything from him. In my book, I detailed all the signals that the guy was mentally incompetent. And we elected him anyway. I mean, the press basically colluded in a lie of silence, of non-disclosure, and hiding the fact that the guy couldn't even campaign in 2020. Okay. And so now he's been run by a bunch of 20-something-year-old ultra-left-wing progressives in the White House. Well, I, I guess that's not terribly surprising. The guy can't think for himself, right? And, and so he's been led by the arm by a whole bunch of people who are making the crucial decisions. It's, it's, uh, you know, and, and, you know, have we ever seen such an absurd cabinet, right? You know, transportation secretaries who take two-month holidays with their husband, uh, you know. Uh, uh, we have foreign policy threats, and we throw at them a transgender four-star admiral. I mean, you know, we're, we expect people to take us terribly seriously. Um, we're spending money like there's no tomorrow in the midst of inflation. We're back in the 1970s with stagflation, a stagnant economy, and, and you know, it's... It's a recipe for absolute disaster for the Dems. Uh, 
And, you know, the best thing they have going, you know, the best thing we have going for them is their, their moral blindness about themselves. Um, the worst thing we have going for us is the fact that, uh, you know, Trump continues to say he might be running. You know, I, I think there's only, I, th I don't think he will, okay? The family isn't behind him. The only thing that would get him to run would be if he's indicted. You'd take that as a challenge. That's why I think he'll be indicted. You think he'll be indicted? Yeah, I think he'll be indicted because the Dems figure we want to keep this one alive. All we have in 2024 is we can run against Trump. If We'll get to um, the indictment in a second real quick. Who would be your pick to lead the Republican Party in 2024 at this point, especially if the Republicans take the House and Senate? Well, I don't think it should be somebody from the Senate because they have no experience in running the government. And frankly, Trump didn't do a great job either. He didn't worry about personnel. He picked the wrong people. He surrounded himself with a bunch of creeps, frankly. And, uh, you know, and his cabinet was weak. Um, so it was not a great administration in that sense. So I'd like somebody with experience running things. I'd like a governor. So there's a governor in Florida, and uh, hey, I'm from Virginia. We got a pretty good governor too. But I don't worry about that too much. We, you know, it's really a long race away than running 16 months before the election. Uh, the American people are pretty good about picking people who come from obscure places like Springfield, Illinois, and making them president. They turn out pretty good. When you talk about the indictment from. Uh the January 6th hearing, if they had something, they would have done it already. This is an absolute, absolute disaster of a witch hunt. They, they really wanted to, if they really wanted to get to the bottom of any problems on January 6th, they'd bring in the cop who shot Ashley Babbitt. They'd bring in Nancy Pelosi, who rejected the call for more mil uh, um, police support. They would find the FBI agents that infiltrated and riled up the crowd. They would do that. This is simply a partisan, completely 100% partisan committee, which is goal. Their goal is to indict Trump so he can never run again. That's their goal. But if they would have had it, Frank, they would have done it already. But they don't have it. They don't need to have it. Is my, I guess you agree with me, right? I mean, it'll be purely partisan. Yes, I but agree with you. It'll serve their political interests, and that's why I think it'll happen, sadly. You know, and, and yes, that is a comment on the rule of law in America. As for the January 6th commission, what a kangaroo court that has turned out to be. Right. right. I mean, uh, you know, but just one little factoid that doesn't come out. Six uh, Capitol police were fired after January 6th ostensibly for saying, opening the doors and saying, right this way, folks, right? Because, you know, most, nearly everybody there was effectively, you know, a tourist walking in respectfully and looking at the uh, pictures and the statues and all that. Yeah, and you had some crazies, but, you know, you, you, you don't have insurrections led by guys wearing, you know, bear skins and, and horns and things like that, you know. That, that's, that's a great point. Yeah, it's, that's crazy, right? So, I, you know, I, I think Americans have kind of gotten it. Um, so it's it's not about January 6th so much, I think, as it is about Orange Man Bad. It's just, Trump represented an existential threat 
to a liberal establishment. And of course they should hate him. He's the natural enemy, right? Uh, and, and, you know, the, that those Americans who want to run him again as president realize that, number one, he has the right ideas about this. And number two, you know, he's tough enough to try to do it. Uh, by the way, you mentioned John McCain. The one thing I liked about John McCain was his temper. Okay. He had a bad yeah. temper. Okay. That was he it. He did have a temper. Right. But we're, we're missing that in the Republican Party. Right. We're all so, you know, white bread and polite and all that and gentlemanly. And, and, and boy, what a perfect gentleman Mitt Romney was. OK. Yeah. But, you know, that's not what we want. Nothing like that. Right. When the problems of the country, including especially things like mobility, you know, your children will get ahead when it's. When, when the left has created the problem with their horrible schools and their immigration and their regulatory state, and then they get to boast about how they're the party of equality and mobility, and we don't call them out for being lying hypocrites, what the heck is wrong with us? That's chapter one of your book where you talk about that. Um, I really want people to check it out where you talked about we're called racist, but when you look at the Democrat policies to keep down black people, yeah. and oppress black people to this day is yeah. quite racist on its face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they, they, they are historically are the party that divide up Americans on the basis of race. We historically are the party that says we're not going to divide up people. You know, we think all Americans count and we'd like to govern in a way that's good for all Americans. That is always what Republicans have been. We don't play those divide and conquer games, right? You know, we don't think that we're a country that's an assemblage of different racial and ethnic and religious groups or anything like that. No, we, we try don't. To, we try to rise above it, and you know, and that's noble. And I think look, Americans try to pretend that they're cynical and tough, but they're secret romantics. And as secret romantics, they know this is the country that always has wanted purity from the very get-go we rebelled against a corrupt england right we, we you know we try to pretend that we're tough on the outside but we're soft on the inside and that's the secret behind the republicans and and we we, we react with horror at the idea that there's something wrong deeply hateful about this country that message which we've been getting from the left there was never there's never been a moment in american history where we asked to have the country's values and virtues defended by politicians. And what do we get from the Democrats? We get sheer hatred of America. Uh, this should be easy. Yes, the sheer hatred part, we can't or should not play all those games. But when it comes to these policies that are completely harming the country from the EO on day one to close down pipelines, yeah. it's been downhill since then. Absolutely. We got to shore up our elections. Capitalism does work. We got to get strong leaders that get back to the America that you talk about in your book. I completely agree. And that's why I was a little combative with you when I talk about progressivism and January 6th and the 2020 election, 
because it gives you an opportunity to respond what the book is truly about. And that's what I wanted to do. I want people to check it out and see that he's not talking about progressivism in the terms of uh, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That's yeah. not what he's talking about. <laughs> think, think Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll put the link for the book on the website, and I want everybody to check it out. The book is Progressive Conservatism, How Republicans Will Become America's Natural Governing party these guys on the on the democratic party are crazy it's just a natural process that frank talks about we will be right back on the matt buff show check out the buffshow.com and you stay with us you heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show not all homes qualify an energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no cost, no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Veritas Tactical, Tactical. a family and law enforcement owned company where you can get custom built ARs with purpose built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Six Hour, Smith & Wesson, and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your Liberty Safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses, and force-on-force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full-time gunsmith on site, Coating services, laser engraving and more mention the buff show and get a 25 dollars discount on courses you'll find veritas tactical at 207 north goldenrod road suite 200 in orlando contact veritas tactical 407-309-3000 407-309-3000 and at veritas tactical.com veritas tactical tactical Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you rolling along with us here. And uh, we got everybody going back to school. Things look good so far, but a lot of districts are fighting a lot of stuff. Not just the CRT, not just the uh, incapability of teachers to stay away from gender studies, but also a lot of kids are trying to catch up from being locked down in their homes. We still have some counties where the scores are so low because the kids did nothing but play Call of Duty. Let's go over to Jeremy Adams. Yeah, I want you guys to check out the book, Hollowed Out, A Warning About America's Next Generation. And you were California Teacher of the Year. I didn't think that'd be possible anymore for somebody that uses common sense. But Jeremy, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Well, it actually, it was the Daughters of the American Revolution Teacher of the Year. So that that's how you got it done right there. Oh, absolutely. The Daughters yeah. of the Revolution. That's good. And they're probably yeah. still going strong. So that's They are. Awesome. They are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. Jeremy, tell us about yourself. How long were you a teacher? And uh, are you still teaching or did you move on to other things? No, I'm, you know, next Monday will be my 25th year in the classroom. Uh, I had a student at the end of last year who described it as a quarter of a century, which just sounds worse to me than, <laughs> uh, <sounds> bad. <laughs> than 25 years. You know, I mean, I look in the mirror 
Uh, and I, I feel like I, it can't be 25 years, but you know, I've been a teacher for, for 25 years. And you know, Matt, the really cool thing about teaching that long is when there's kind of a sudden pivot in the behavior and the values of our students, when there's a, a kind of a chasm that erupts all of a sudden, you know, you're aware of it because you know what, what normal has been. Um, and so, you know, when you write a book like Hollowed Out, you know, kind of the, our friends on the left will be like, oh, he's just grumpy. He's just being a crank. Every generation hates the next one. No, that, that's not true. Actually, I'm profoundly worried about my students. I'm colossally worried about my children. I want them to live a meaningful and a full life. I believe that the most certain door to the American dream is a high quality education. And I'm telling you right now, um, our children, the way they spend their time, the way they get their values, uh, what they think about as aspirations for their life, the way they think of their country and family and friendship and learning and all of it is hollowing them out and making it less likely that they're going to have meaningful lives and that the American experiment will frankly endure. So no, I'm, I'm profoundly worried as a high school teacher. And one other thing I'd say is, you know, we don't get paid great and we don't get a great reputation, but the one cool thing about being a teacher in the trenches is you do see things a little bit earlier than everybody else. So, you know, I, I, we saw some of these things six or seven years ago that people are just kind of starting to talk about now. No, absolutely. What great, um, what grade level and what uh, do you teach? I teach civics, American government uh, to honors seniors and also teach college freshmen uh, at California State University Bakersfield. So, I, you know, I teach the, the bright kids, the kids who go to the, to the great colleges. Um, and, uh, you know, again, a lot of the problems that, that you know, we see, we see across racial and class boundaries. Um, I mean, especially when you talk about politics and the way that young people look at the country and the, and the, and the cynicism, uh, it, it is ubiquitous. It's not just one class or one region. I've been talking to a lot of candidates that are running for House or, or congressional seats, and civics is always coming up. Civics has yeah. been so modified by the left and the teachers unions and Randy wine garden uh she's just a beauty isn't she but she they, they've redone civics so bad that the 16 19 projects and stuff, stuff like that it's just not even recognizable it's nothing nothing to do with history <laughs> yeah matt, matt you're exactly right i mean one of the things that i emphasize in my classes or i actually i ask this question uh what makes an american an american because it's it's not it's not obviously a religion it's not a race it's not a class it's not a gender it's a creed right? It's what Abraham Lincoln called a proposition. We are a propositional nation. We believe in certain principles of justice and our founding documents give voice very eloquently and lyrically to these principles. And the thing that is so dangerous, and you just put your finger on it so well, is if you don't believe in the American creed, if you don't believe in the ideas in the Declaration of Independence and the Gettysburg Address and in the 14th Amendment and all of these founding documents, if you don't believe in it, if you think it's all a farce and a lie and the American dream is, 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 is fake, if you teach that, then America can't endure because if you don't believe in the proposition, you can't be an American. I mean, this is, you know, what has always shocked me about the left right now is trying to discredit a proposition. And yet if you're pro-immigrant, your, your message should be anybody can be an American if you believe in America and work hard, right? So how can you be the pro-immigrant party and then try and discredit the idea that makes America America? It makes no sense at all. And so as a teacher, America is about the heart and the mind. It's not about, you know, your pigmentation or about your parents. It's about belief. And we teach that in the classroom. And then to, to teach the opposite view, I think, is, is radically dangerous because Every generation has to renew itself in this country uh, on that proposition. And if you're not learning the proposition or you're taught to hate the proposition, it's highly problematic. It is problematic. I apologize. I didn't mean to go to the root problem at the very yes. beginning of the interview. <laughs> yeah, great question. <laughs> right to the question. 
Talk about your students coming out of these lockdowns. The bluer the state, the bigger the yeah. lockdowns, and, the, and yeah. the dumber the kids got because they were locked up. And these are the kids that survived depression, suicide, and, yeah. and drug use and well, mental illness. I mean, so the ones that even, even the most straight-laced kid came out of there just not too well because the last thing you can do, God created us to interact and learn in person. <laughs> so when you took all that away, talk about what you've seen. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I really want to emphasize to you and your, your, your audience today is that these problems that we, we see in our children, and we're really paying attention to them now, you know, in kind of the wake of the lockdowns and the distancing requirements and the masking and all of this. Let me tell you something. They were already there, and COVID came along at the exact wrong time to amplify and make these problems any worse. So, you know, when we talk about a hollowed out generation, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the fact that the behaviors and the values that tend to fill in the human soul, that give human beings a sense of purpose and meaning and flourishing, family, faith, friendship, learning, patriotism, right? All of these things that tend to give us a sense of, you know, what, you know, why we're alive and how we're supposed to use this God-given freedom. Imagine a whole generation where it's, Matt, it's just not there. Um, the, the, most of these young people that I teach don't come from two parent families. They have one parent at home who's working two jobs. They don't read. They don't go to church. Not only do they not go to church, they don't know anything about religion. They're on their phones nine hours a day, which teaches them this cynical view of the country. And we all know that these algorithms re reinforce the negativity over and over and over. They don't date. They don't want to have kids. One in five millennials say they don't have a good friend in the whole world. Literally, they are hollowed out of all of the connective tissue that makes life good. And what did we do in 2020? We said, you know what? Stay home some more. Hide your face. Uh, don't go to school. Don't turn the camera on. As you said, play Call of Duty and, and scroll on TikTok for hours during class. And by the way, when you get back to school, don't worry about turning in late work. Don't worry about taking a test and just having to study. You can use the open notebook test. And by the way, also, if you have really bad behavior, we'll forgive it because we're supposed to be, you know, we, we don't want to, to suspend you because we all know that that leads to really bad historic um, kind of traditions. And I, and I get that. I mean, I'm actually sensitive to that idea, but you're absolutely right. These problems were already there and COVID made them far, far worse. I mean, the, the term I use, Matt, is zombies. Uh, like, a, you know, they were on Zoom for a year and they became zombies, zombies. I mean, when the kids came back, they could, I mean, some of them had trouble looking on hold the conversation. Uh, there was no engagement at all. I mean, you lock up kids for a year and tell them you don't have to go to school, really. They're going to want to keep that for forever. Yeah, there's still kids today at home learning, doing at home learning. Here in Florida, there's there was a news report about a child who was brought home because of the Parental Rights Act <laughs> by Governor Ron DeSantis. The left calls it the Don't Say Gay Bill, but it's absolutely keeping that stuff out of the school. We had a parent keep her kid home because the, the gender studies was taken out of the school here in Florida. So it seems like we have the great divide, not just hollowed out, but we've hollowed it out. And then the great divide too, Jeremy. Yeah, no, I know. You know, I'll be honest. I think that, uh, you know, I know that those issues are there and I know that we, there are news stories about it. Um, I mean, to me, when I'm in the classroom, my biggest problem is I just can't get my students to pay any attention. Right. I mean, like, I mean, if you really want to know like the two big problems that, that I encounter again, I, I understand we have all these, you know, really hot button issues and they're there and they're important. I think we should discuss them. But two big things. One is we have a whole generation, Matt, that's growing up without being around adults. Right? We've, as a culture, we've said we've kind of, you know, celebrated uh, youth as kind of youth culture of, of, you know, you're perfect as you are. 
uh, don't apologize, you know, be tolerant, don't, you know, and yet at the end of the day, we have a whole generation that's being brought up untethered to adult values, adult relationships, adult expectations. These young people live their lives around other kids all day, right? And and, and the way that we look at, at, at adults nowadays, they're not around, you know, religious figures. Many of them uh, don't eat dinner. I mean, in the, in the book, I have a whole thing about how this is a generation that doesn't understand the term, the family meal. I mean, I used that term four or five years ago in class, and the kids are like, what are you talking about, Mr. Adams? I said, you know, at night, you know, when you make dinner, you get together with your mom and your dad. They're like, we don't do that. We get our food and we go to our room. So, I mean, we have a highly individualistic generation that we're, they're just not around adults uh, at all. And then, of course, the phones. They're, around, they're on their phones nine or ten hours a day. I don't know if you saw this, Matt. There was a study, in, I think, in, in, in England where our friends at Netflix noticed that teenagers were watching shows and they were reading the subtitles, right? And the first reaction was, that's great. The kids are reading. No, that's not what happens. The kids are reading the subtitles so they don't miss the scene and they can go right back to their phones. Uh, I mean, it, if you're not in a school... If you're not a teacher, it's really hard to understand the absolute, unadulterated, just monomaniacal obsession with phones. They, they, they can't pay any attention to even, I mean, they, they told me they don't even go to the movies, Matt. They don't like movies. Can you imagine that? They don't like movies because they're too long and they can't pay attention that long. Oh boy, the attention span is gone. I want everybody to check out the book, Hollowed Out. It's very good. A warning about America's next generation. Um, the chapters are phenomenal. Check out chapter six, too. When you're done, you're going to find out about hollowed out democracy. I really appreciate Jeremy Adams. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Final thought. What do you what is you got 30 seconds left? Give us one final thought of what you want uh, a parent and a student to get out of this book. I want people to understand that there are no easy solutions. And at the end of the day, you can't blame the kids. The adults created the culture. The adults created the expectations. We relaxed things because we wanted to befriend our children instead of parent and teach them. So at the end of the day, the parents, the adults, the leaders, the adults have to start adulting again. Put yourselves back in the moral, physical, and intellectual space of our young people. Otherwise, they will remain children forever. Thank you so much, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Jeremy Adams, everybody, check out the book. We're going to post the link on thebuffshow.com. That will do it for this evening's edition of the Matt Buff Show. Check us out on thebuffshow.com. We'll see you next time.